This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. Welcome to London, Dustin Poirier. Good to be back. You've obviously got the, the big fight that everybody is clamouring for in the lightweight division. You've got the big title fight with Khabib. It's going to go down in Abu Dhabi, of course. How excited are you? I'm excited, you know. He's got the big title fight with me. That's what it is. Nice. I'm excited, you know. Uh, like I said, I have a piece of the world title. And uh, on September 7th, we unify the belts. Two champs into the octagon, one leaves, and it's going to be a big show, a big event. And I'm excited, man. I, I, I embrace all this stuff stacked against me traveling out there, and I'm going to shock the world. Last time you stepped into the octagon, two champs stepped in. One champ yourself stepped out, but you actually came away with an interim title rather than the, the full title, of course, because Max was stepping up. Was that kind of bittersweet a little bit because you didn't get a full world title belt necessarily, even though you've beaten a world champion? I mean, Max is a current world champion. Uh, it's been a dream and a goal of me and my families for me to reach that moment in the sport. And uh, if you come over to my house, the belt says world champion on it. Good stuff. Your victory that night, uh, not just at home, of course, but internationally, certainly on this side of the Atlantic as well, was so well received. You've got such a huge fan base worldwide. The, the journey has been, as I say, everyone's invested in it for so long, almost 10 years now we've been on this journey with you. Defeating Maxine, you lift that belt, having your family around you and your teammates. Was it everything you'd hoped it would be? Uh, or was it, it more that it, was it, did it feel even more, bigger than what you thought it might be? It felt, it felt even more. Mm. Um, yeah, when I got back to the hotel room that night, you know, with my wife and I had the belt with me, it was just, it felt surreal. It, it felt, uh, I couldn't, I knew I was capable of doing it and I knew all the years and, and work I've put in. I was, uh, I felt like it was going to happen, but having that belt there in the flesh, holding it, it was incredible, man. Um, I'm going to remember that night for the rest of my life. That, uh. I would say top of that list is my daughter being born. Right underneath that is, is holding that strap up in the sky. Well, hopefully Abu Dhabi will be a contender for that second spot as well. But yeah. emotionally on that night, where were you? Because as I say, as a, from a fan's perspective, we've, we've been on this journey with you. We've, we've been at the bottom with the defeats. We've seen the comebacks and everything else. This, new, this complete rise in the lightweight division, yeah. your real division. It's been an emotional journey for, for anyone that's been plugged in with you. For sure. Uh, but that's what made it so much sweeter, you know, uh, getting it done. Because at times it looked like it wasn't going to happen. So it was a very special moment. It felt earned, not given, you know, and that's why it was such a sweet moment for me. Was there any, ever any times where you thought, it's not going to happen? It's just not going to happen for me? Never. Did I tell myself I'm, I'm never going to be the champ? But there were times after defeats where I, I was in a low spot, you know, like I just couldn't believe that I lost to. I've done everything in my power to, to win a fight, you know, go in there as prepared as you think you could possibly be and, and still go in there and drop a fight. Um, you know, it's heartbreaking. I put my all into this. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't just a job to me. This is my passion. This is. It's just something I do. But for the last 12 years of my life, all of my energy and focus has been into this sport and my wife's and family's focus as well um, but it, it's all paid off and uh, 
you know. What was that feeling like going back to your wife, going back to the family with the belt? It kind of did that justify the journey that you've dragged them through? Yeah, and dragged them through is the right <laughs> word to use. Uh, my wife's been a team player, been on the team, um, put her dreams aside to, to help me follow mine. And when we got back to the room in Atlanta after that night, she told me, she said, I told you so. And, uh, you know, it was just a very special moment. Um, our anniversary is actually the, the week I fight Khabib. So 10-year anniversary is the week I fight Khabib. So that's another special moment. And wow. uh, I'm going to do it again. You don't need to ask her what, what present she wants for the anniversary, though. Yeah, gold strap, you already know. You've got, obviously got a daughter now as well, two, three-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. similar to myself. Um, how has that changed your out aspect of you know, your life, your, your, the way you approach fighting? Has it changed you at all? Has it give you bigger aspirations? Has it put your feet back on the ground? You know, not, my, not that I ever got away from that home life or anything. Um, I've always been there. But uh, if anything, it, it's taught me patience and it's... And it's put fighting in perspective to me, because before she was born, I, I, fighting was everything, and, and it still is, but it was who I was. Mm -hmm. and, and now, it's something I do. Yeah. Who I am as a father and a husband, and uh, a hard worker, you know? It, it kind of put things in, into perspective and, and slowed things down in my life a little bit, taught me patience, and also made me look at myself in the mirror and, and make me want to be more defensively responsible. Uh, take less damage. I want to be there for my daughter, you know. I want to be there when she gets married and has kids herself one day. And uh, I don't want to be beat up, old man, you know. I know, I know this, what I do for a living isn't good for you, but if I can do it smart, I can age well. I have a daughter of a similar age and she kind of runs our household. Is it the same in yours? Is she the boss? No, she's the boss and she knows it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she knows it. Have you had to ask her if you could borrow the belt to bring it over to London as a hair belt now? It's hers. Oh, she <laughs> loves it too. And I, I don't know how she knows, but because she's only three, she, she understands what's going on, but not to that level, but she, I think she feels how much it means to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's look back at your career. Let's, let's talk in particular about the, the Connor fight, because in defeat, I think you as an athlete learn so much about yourself, about the game. Obviously, since then, you, you've dropped one fight, and I think it's 11. Um, was that the, the seminal moment? Was that the turning point in your career? It's tough to say. I mean, it was a huge loss, uh, but it's not like I can look at that fight and say I found success after that fight. I was successful before. I was top five in the world. Fought for a UFC eliminator, you know, with me and Korean Zombie, the winner of that fight, fought for the belt. Yeah. Uh, so I've been close to the top before. Was but, it the biggest uh, landing fight then? It's, it's hard to say if that one fight made a huge difference or if just maturity over the years in the sport. You know, it's been so much, the journey, just the journey itself. Um, but if, if anything I can say I took away from that fight was maybe the mental warfare, you know. I uh, stopped caring so much about what people thought and about what people said. Not only my opponents, but the, but the media and, and uh, the fan base. That's the biggest takeaway from that fight. Yeah. But I think my success is a, a accumulation of all the lessons I've learned and, and the years I've put in and the rounds that I've trained. Is it that more the experience of fighting Connor that you came away with, you, you know, I just, when Connor fights it seems so much bigger than anything else and since then you, you know, you, you've hardly missed a beat since then. Yeah, I'm sure it helped part of the learning process and it was a huge fight with me and Connor, but that was before the red panty night. That was, that was when it was just another fight on the card, you know. 
is, is Connor on the horizon for you? Would, would that be the ultimate defence? Would it be a red panty party end of the year? I mean, of course. Get that one back of and course, also defend the belt? You know, I, I've said it before. I'm not, of course, financially, it would be incredible. But I'm not in this sport for revenge or uh, to get even with these guys. Um, I want to be leave my own legacy. And uh, after I beat Khabib, we'll see. There's other guys in line, honestly. Financially, I want to fight Conor. But there's other guys who paid their dues and... Tony's next, and then, you know, there's guys after him. So it just depends where the division's at when the next defense comes. Were you impressed with Tony last week on his comeback? Um, what, what impresses me most about Tony is his will and his focus when he's in there, his mindset. It's very powerful. Uh, I don't see anything crazy uh, that jumps out with his skill set. He's tough. He makes a lot of mistakes. I see a lot of mistakes. Uh, Similar to Max, maybe just a bit bigger, would you say? No, Max, Max is a lot tighter. A lot more of a technician mm -hmm. on the feet. Tony's throwing looping shots and doing very unorthodox things. His footwork is very unorthodox. He's off balance, moving around. Uh, putting himself in harm's way. I just can't believe he's never paid for it yet. You know, Maybe I'm the one to make him pay. But first things first. Yeah, let's talk about your next opponent first. Um, how do you go about facing a guy who's never lost an MMA fight before? There is no blueprint to beat this guy. Right. That's what I was saying up there. But, uh, you know, he's might have, he maybe lost a few rounds in his career, two, three max. But it's just another fight, you know, and fighting is what I do. I'm going to find the holes. You know, there'll be a blueprint after this one. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, like I said, I believe in myself. I don't need him to have glaring weaknesses for me to be confident and, and strong going into this fight. Heading into this camp, um, do you accept or do you, would you say Khabib is the toughest opponent you've faced? On paper, I, w I would say he, he uh, is. You know, he's, like we said, he's never lost yeah. a fight in 27 fights. But technically, you know what he's going to do. He's, right. You know exactly what he's going to do. It's not like you've got to kind of figure him out. He's gonna you know march. what Khabib's going to try and do to you as soon as that cage door closes. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a different part of the fight game that he brings the biggest challenge you know, uh, with the wrestling and the pressure um, and the technique, you know, his uh, wrestling and grappling, his jiu-jitsu, the mix of all those things, the balance of, of the way he uses his body, um, he's very good at it. Are you surprised he's gone undefeated for so long because he is so predictable? He's the best in the world at what he does, you know, at uh, smothering guys and finding openings for submissions or big shots when they ground and pound. No, I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, he, he brings a very tough aspect to deal with, with the wrestling and the pressure. In a lot of ways, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Ronda Rousey's rise and reign. You know, I know it's a completely different weight division and everything else, but she was seemingly untouchable going down to Melbourne and then she swallowed a head kick and, and that was the end. Do you, think, do you think Khabib, once he loses, that would be the end of the, the enigma? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know where he's at when he takes a loss. When he takes this loss, I don't know where he's going to be at mentally. But the skill, his skill set, he can come back and and grind these guys. Yeah. Yeah. The UFC have set this up obviously with with UAE, you know, Abu Dhabi very much being a Muslim country for a bit of a, a coming out party for Khabib. You know, you're, you're kind of going to arrive there as the not the enemy as such, but certainly the underdog. Right. But that's you know we've we've just talked about ten years of your career. 
isn't that just the last 10 years of your career anyway? <laughs> That's what I mean, it, this is what I'm used to, you know. To some it might look like I'm, I'm a lamb being led to slaughter, but to me it's just another championship fight. Is this how you prefer it as well? Do you prefer to have the, seemingly the world against you? Does that bring out the best in you? I, I definitely don't prefer it, but I'm acquainted with it. I'm not scared of it. Um, and that's what makes, that's what's going to make me great when, when the book's being written, you know, the odds and, and challenges I've overcome. So I embrace it. Obviously, you've got huge support back at home. You recently got the, the key to Lafayette. Yeah. How, how did that make you feel? Incredible, man. Uh, you know, and it's cool because it's not because I came home with the world title. It's because of the things that I've done in the community over the years of fighting and just the appreciation people have shown. That's part of it, for sure, the belt, but it's everything else. And uh, it feels good for people to realize that and um, acknowledge that, you know. Uh, my wife is such a huge part of that. It just feels really good. So many fighters like yourself become world champion and, you know, they're quick to move away. Maybe it's to Los Angeles or to, to New York or... Florida, whatever, but you, you've been keen to retain those home roots. Why is that? Is that because that's, that's the city that made you? That's the, that's the state that made you? Is that why you're desperate to stay there and give something back? It is, it's, it's part of it, but uh, fighting is a very selfish sport, and I don't want to take away my daughter's childhood memories with her grandmothers, uh, her grandfather, her cousins. You know, I don't want to take that away from her. Those years you can never get back time you never get back and uh, I wanted her to grow up around her family and grow up in, in Louisiana Cajun culture uh, that was important to me so when she was born me and my wife moved back I, I always knew I was gonna retire and f move back to Louisiana whenever that day came but uh, my daughter being born made me you know realize that it was time to do it sooner so now we go to Florida for training camps and between fights I, I travel back and forth from, from Louisiana to Florida just to keep myself honest and fresh with the training but uh, has some great gems in Louisiana as well. Do you have friends back at home who keep your feet on the ground as well? Kind of, you're still just dusting to those guys. Yeah, for sure. They don't know who the diamond is. Right. Now they know. <laughs> they know. But this time, at this point in my career, I can't go to the grocery store without being stopped five times every, at anywhere I go. You know, and that's kind of cool to see the recognition. But uh, yeah, Louisiana is always going to be home to me. You're still pretty fresh-faced for a guy who I would consider a veteran now, but forty fights. It's incredible. Do, yeah. you, do you think... I moisturize. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. Do you, do you look towards the end now? Are you starting to think about your legacy in the sport? Are you starting to think about potentially uh, you know, win this lightweight belt, move up, define your legacy with a win maybe at 170, and then, and then the exit strategy? No, I know, I know the day is coming. I mean, every day is a day closer for every fighter. Um, but I just love this so much, and... and uh, I want to improve so much and accomplish so many more things that it's, it's not soon, you know. I have a rough number in my head, maybe 35, 36, but then maybe I get 35, maybe I turn 35 and I still feel great. I don't know. It's different for everybody, um, but I think probably 35, 36 is going to be towards the end of my career, you know, because I've been fighting since I had my first fight when I was 18 years old. And, but I don't think about it a whole lot. I just want to accomplish what I'm set out to do before I start planning. I don't want to take away from plan A by, by putting too much energy into plan B right now. Yeah. Just finally, it may be a little bit early to start the visualization process, but I'm sure you've put your head on your pillow and thought about when that cage door closes in Abu Dhabi. How do you think it's going to play out? Are you ready? Are you, your recent record suggests 
you're now the fighter of the night king. So <laughs> like most of us think it's going to be a five-round war. Is that what you're expecting, or you hope, obviously hoping for time and something else? Yeah, I'm hoping to stop the guy, you know. But uh, I'll be prepared to fight 25 minutes, you know, at, at a grueling pace in the heat with people yelling at me and booing me. Um, that's fighting, man. That's what I prepare for. I feel like I have one of the best gas tanks in the division, and if I need to show it, I'll, I'll be excited to. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fans like me who remember the, the Fightville days and the follow the journey since, so we'll be cheering, so yeah. you certainly won't be alone. For sure, man. I appreciate all the love. Thanks, Dustin. Much appreciated, man. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.